my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Digital Nomad Experts podcast from Beach Commute. This is Marissa, one of the co-founders, and today I'm actually recording a solo episode, which I haven't done yet for this podcast, and it's all about the nine reasons that I have loved my time in Banksko, Bulgaria. So I wanted to give you a quick recap. Today is actually my last day here. I've been here almost a month, uh, not quite that long. And it's actually been a really surprising destination for me. So I know a lot of people who come here for the Nomad Fest, which happens once a year. It's put on by Banksco Coworking, and it attracts anywhere from probably 200 to 400 digital nomads each year who kind of come to this place and do different talks and just a, a gathering of sorts for current digital nomads, people who are interested in living the digital nomad life. So that's originally how it came on my map into to my awareness. And so I thought it was really only a good place if you were coming here for that. You know, there's some destinations, for me, always the people make the destination. So I thought that, you know, if there's hundreds of other people around, it would be great. I was originally planning to come for that this year, and I had some things back home that I had to do, so I couldn't make it in time, but I had some friends who ended up, surprisingly to me, stay a month longer, and I was like, why are you guys staying longer? I don't get it. You know, everybody's leaving. The festival's done, uh, but they stayed here longer, and my goal is to get to every country in the world at some point, and I had never been to Bulgaria, and I was ready to hit the road and traveling. I was going to go meet up with some friends elsewhere in Europe. So I said, why not? I'll come to Banksco for a little bit. I'll see what it's all about. So I had, my plan was to be here about three weeks. And I thought by the end of it, I would be excited to go like done, check, seen it like on to the next. And now as I'm sitting here, it is Friday evening. It is around 630. I'm sitting outside in the grass, looking out at the mountains, the sun is shining on me, and I'm sad to leave. Uh, One of the things that comes with being a digital nomad is you get to experience so many great places, but it also kind of comes with the heartbreak of leaving places that you come to love and enjoy. And it's good that I'm with other people who sometimes like there's other people I want to meet in other places and it kind of forces me to get out and go to that next destination. But, you know, there's people here who uh, who I have met, other nomads who have been here. It's like the very end of August right now. There was a girl who I was at dinner with the other night and she said she'd come. She's like, I came in October. I also meant to be here for a month and here I am still. So it's kind of one of those places that people come to and just never leave because it's so peaceful, so easy, so wonderful. It's got a great community. But all of that said, um, I want to talk to you a little about about why I've loved it. So there's nine main reasons that I wrote down why I found that I surprisingly love this place. So before I jump in, 
one thing you should know about me as a traveler. Like I said, I want to get to every single country in the world. So that sometimes means for me going to places that I didn't necessarily, you know, they're not the highest on my list or they're not the places, you know, there's some places I know that I'm just not going to love as much because I am a beach girl. Like I love the island, the tropical beaches. Like if you put me there, I'm happy. And so right now in Bengsko in Bulgaria, I'm in a little mountain town. So Bengsko for many Europeans is known as a ski town. So it is definitely a ski town. And I would say it feels like over 50% of shops and restaurants and grocery stores and housing are all kind of closed down in these summer months because there's just not as much demand. People really do come here to ski in the winter and I'm sure it is much more of a bustling town. But in the summer, I must think about it like um, places in Nevada near Lake Tahoe or in Colorado. Like it, you walk outside and you smell the fresh pine trees. Like it's really um, a wonderful little mountain town. So that being said, now that you kind of got the setting, um, here are the nine reasons why I loved my time in Bengsko, Bulgaria and why I am really sad to leave tomorrow. Okay, number one, I kind of have hinted at this, but my first main reason is that there is nature everywhere here. So it is a small little town, but if you walk like five minutes from where you live in any direction, um, not even five minutes, really and truly, like two minutes away from where my apartment is, which is right in the center of town near all the restaurants and the things, there is a giant river across the street from our place that is like so peaceful to sit by. Even within the town, there's these like really cute little rivers that are, you know, all just the water coming from the mountains that are diverted, that are kind of integrated into the little town, um, which I love. There are lakes nearby literally this morning. So I woke up, it's Friday morning, it's my last day. And I was like, I want to go for a walk and see something. So went with a friend we just went I think it was a 40 minute walk that was you know kind of far but walked up to a lake nearby that's one of there's tons of like small lakes all around um there's like they call the infinity pool but it's just like these rivers that you can jump into there are hot springs that you know those like warm bathtub kind of things that you can get to so almost all of this is just within walking distance and as a nomad so I had some friends here who actually had rented a car here for the month so I was lucky we could kind of go to some further places but as a nomad mostly I don't rent a car for the month or anything like that what I love about places is you know when everything is just nearby so I love here that the nature like you just look outside in any direction and it is 360 degrees mountain views of just it's called like the Piran National Park really really beautiful mountains and there's just something something that I love I've lived in a lot of cities so I grew up in Atlanta I lived in New York City for five years I lived in Los Angeles for two years after that so I'm kind of a city person or I thought that I was I think it's just because what I grew up with and what I thought I wanted but one thing I've loved about my travels is that um, I love being in nature and I love living in these little towns with the nomad community where I've got the people but I am in nature so overall I'll say yeah number one is that there's just nature everywhere Um, on my mornings um, I've been working kind of later hours here to kind of match a little bit more with U.S. time zone So in the mornings, I go for these hikes and long walks, just wandering around through rivers and streams and mountains and lakes. And it's all out my front door, like so close. 
but you still have the convenience of the town. So that's number one, nature everywhere. Number two, I mentioned this a tiny bit just now, but um, I love that Banksco is super walkable. So like I said, my friends did rent a car here. It was really fun. It was like an old beat up car. Oh gosh, I can't, I don't know what it was. Super cheap to rent it for the month. But for the most part, if we didn't have a car, that just allows us to get to some, you know, farther off the beaten path places. But you don't need a car to be here, which is something that I really love as a nomad. And it's not like you have to get in taxis. I don't I don't even think I've seen a taxi since I've been here. You would have to, you know, find a person on WhatsApp, call them, like get them to come take you somewhere. But mostly like you can walk everywhere here from one side of the town to the other. It, it, I'm sure in the winter it's a little bit bigger when more of it is inhabited. But for the main part of town, like 20 minutes tops, you're kind of at the other side of town. So anywhere we want to walk to restaurants, co-working spaces, um, everything is super close. And I just really appreciate that in, in my life in general, not needing a car, not having to take taxis places. Everybody's close and it's super fun. Number three is there's a great nomad community here. So if I'm being honest, I didn't fully tap into it. I came, there were three other friends here who I knew, and I was only here for a little over three weeks, and I knew I was going to meet a group of other friends afterwards. Um, I didn't know a country yet, but I have another group kind of wandering around Europe planning to meet up with. And so... I don't know. I have a lot of nomad friends and because I had a group here already and I was just here to kind of work, see them, hang out, like explore nature on the weekends. I honestly really didn't tap into it as much as I could have um, simply because I didn't need it this time. But for those of you who are considering coming here or are new to nomad life or just in general, normally I love being social and meeting new friends from all over the world. But in general, it's got an amazing nomad community. So when I got here, like I said, my friends had already been here for a month, which was, it's always super helpful when that's the case because they already know the restaurants to go to. They've met the people, they know the things. So they added me to a WhatsApp group. And if you're an American listening who hasn't traveled, maybe you're like me before I started traveling and have never used WhatsApp before, but it's basically the text messaging app that everybody uses in the world except for in the United States. Anyway, they added me to a group text. I think there's over 100 people in this group, all nomads who are currently living in Banksco. And so it's just super helpful. People are in there posting all the time of there's this dinner club tonight. There's this poker game here. My friends, the guys here have been going to poker games every Thursday night with a group of nomads. Um, There's just, yeah, all sorts of people who are saying we're going hiking here this weekend. We're going on this walk tomorrow for anyone wants to join. And also just helpful. You know, people ask all the time of like, hey, who has a taxi driver who can take me here? Is anyone driving to this place tomorrow? I'd love to go. Or have you been? Do you have any tips. So it's super helpful. There are so many co-working spaces here. So to me, that's always kind of the sign that there's a nomad community around. So if you were here coming solo, it would be a super easy, easy, easy place to make nomad friends, hop into co-working spaces, join the WhatsApp group. You will have no shortage of people to hang out with. So I, I personally love that feel as a nomad. Some people who are traveling purposely like to travel to not have that. Um, I'm someone who always really loves having that. You know, I like when there's locals around and I get a feel for what real life is here. So you definitely get that too. But it's kind of a little vacation town and 
it feels like that. So you kind of get a mix of both, but you can very quickly and easily get into really other local Bulgarian countryside and towns and cities nearby if you really want to experience like real Bulgaria as well. So it's kind of a great mix. Okay, number four reason why I loved my time in Bengsko is it's super safe. Um, at least it feels super safe to me. Uh, for the most part, I would say, you know, if it's after midnight, I didn't find myself walking around alone. I also wasn't really like out and about much after midnight in this sort of place this time, though there definitely is um, a late night scene. If you not like huge and in, in this time of year, I think during the winter, there's much more there's clubs and restaurants, but there's definitely places here that are open late and people kind of get together in different places. But overall, like during the day, especially it feels so safe to walk around. Like I don't think twice I would walk around with any belongings, my computer, whatever, my phone out, like never think about it. I often found myself, um, I did a, a lot of walks alone. So in the morning for my exercise, um, you know, there's gyms and things like that here, but when I'm in a place for nature, I love to be outside and use that. So I was hiking, walking to all sorts of places, kind of in the middle of nowhere, I say that they're like, you know, five minutes out my door and then up in a mountain and streams. And you'll see tons of other people who are just out walking or sometimes you find yourself on a path where nobody is because there's just so much nature here. So either way, I felt super, super, super safe, which is um, it's just nice. It's nice not to have to think about that as much when you're in a place. All right. Number five, this place is not touristy. So like I said, there is a digital nomad kind of uh, expat scene here. So it's not um, it's not like there's 100% locals and I was the only one by any means, but it's not touristy. And the fact of um, things here, it's not like here's the 10 things you must do in Bingsco and here's these signs of how to get here. It's actually a little bit hard to find some of the things to, in nature. Like there's a lot of lakes and things around that we wanted to get to and we would literally have to use that WhatsApp group that I mentioned and ask people like, how do you go? What time do I need to be there? How long does it take? Because honestly, there's not that many blogs or um, details of like, you know, park in this place. Here's a sign. Here's where you go. Turn right. It is not like that. You're just kind of like off wandering in the mountains. And it's kind of a word of mouth sort of place, I would say. Like some of my favorite experiences here, there were two different hot springs we went to. We actually did end up driving. Like I said, my friend had a car, but um, there was within that WhatsApp group, uh, my friend had made some friends who knew some locals here who had found these hot springs. And so we drove and it was like, okay, we'll drop a pin on a map. This is where the hot spring is. And as we went, it's like you're turning right into a dirt road that has zero signage whatsoever. There's like puddles. You're driving through water, like over weird bridges. There's never a sign that's like hot springs this way. Um, Really, you arrive and it's like almost someone's like backyard in these small little towns in what feels like the middle of nowhere in the mountains. And honestly, uh, that's kind of my jam as a as a traveler. That's what's super fun to me personally. You know, everybody's different, but I love when um, when things are not so easy to find. I know I've been to a lot of places. For example, when I went to the islands in Thailand, um, it was right when I first started my digital nomad journey, and it was the country prior to my travel life. Like that was where I wanted to go. I was so excited all the pictures looked like these like remote islands with pristine beaches where nobody was 
And when I went to these places, they were like packed with tourists, like shoved onto boats with orange life jackets and certain times and it was crowded. And those places that were once so special, you know, theoretically they're beautiful, but they lose their charm when things become super touristy. So I always kind of joke with myself. I'm like, you know, I I am a tourist, um, but I like to not feel like one. And so when I'm in places that are, they just still, I guess, feel under the radar, not marked, not signs, not easy to get to places. So if, if that's your thing, if you want life to be easy, you know, the nature here may not be your thing, but um, it's kind of fun. It's like a little game to kind of find where you're going. The lake we hiked to today, again, zero signs. It's like you turn on these weird, you know, dirt roads, you pass a, a barn and some horses and it's like nothing is marked. And to me, it's it's so fun. There's ne- Sometimes you get to these lakes and there's not one other person around. It's really special. All right. So that's number five, not touristy. Number six um, is great food. This one actually kind of surprised me. Um, so for me personally, I'm not much of a meat eater. So some countries in Europe especially is probably the hardest continent for me to find food that I like. Uh, just because it's, I feel like it's more of the kind of meat and potatoes or at least meat and something sort of place. And I have been so pleasantly surprised and delighted by all of the food here. So my favorite, there's this thing called a Shopska salad, which is super basic. It's not, so Bulgaria uh, is borders with Greece. It's right above Greece. So it's kind of similar to a Greek salad, but it's goat cheese instead of feta cheese, tomatoes and cucumbers. And I think I've eaten at least one every single day. Super fresh, amazing. I'd say the cheese here in general it feels like such a random topic, but um, there's so much like fresh, fresh, fresh goat cheese and sheep sheep's cheese it's hard to say um like when you go to the grocery store it's just like aisles of cheese and it's so fresh and so good um but if you do like meat they have that here too but anyway just the food scene in general it's it's pretty different but I really enjoyed it here tons of great restaurants and banks go you can find kind of anything you're looking not anything any local kind of food you are looking for Number seven is that it's not expensive. So I will still go to the places and the cities and the things that are expensive. It's not a deal breaker for me by any means, but it's like, what a joy when you find a place that's amazing and you love anyway, and it's not expensive. So you can get like an amazing apartment here overlooking the river, looking out at the mountains, like two minutes walk from restaurants and town and co-working spaces. Um, for anywhere from like 300 to like, I would say three, 350 euros for that amount. Now it might be more expensive if you come in the winter and peak season for skiing, but in the summer, like that's pretty inexpensive, uh, to live for, and that's for a full month. So yeah, just to kind of put that in perspective of living in New York where it's like $2,000, um, you really can save a lot of money here. It's not expensive at the moment. Number eight is that um, this is a, a weird one for me, but I personally love it, but it, it feels kind of like new and foreign and a little bit difficult to navigate. I talked about the difficulty to navigate a little bit, but just in general. So um, we are 
uh, I guess, a year and a half into COVID. So prior to that, I was spending a lot of time just, I happened to be in Central and South America before that happened. And I had been planning to go back to Asia. I was going to go to, I was actually going to start in Australia to go on a road trip with some friends and then head over to Japan with a Wi-Fi tribe chapter and Seoul and just kind of pop around there for a little while. So I was really excited to get back to Asia. I haven't been since 2018. Um, And yeah, so I accidentally landed in Central South America when COVID hit. I went back home to Atlanta for seven or eight months and then found myself um, back in Central America for the last, I don't know, eight months or so, because just with COVID, it was still new to travel. When I first started, I went back to Mexico, which is a super close flight flight from Atlanta. It was just kind of strange to me to start traveling again. I didn't know if I'd want to go back home or how safe I'd feel or if anything happened. It was weird. It was it was a very strange time. So uh, when when I left after COVID, I went to Mexico and then I went to Costa Rica and Guatemala. So that was a bunch of months in, in those three countries. So it had been like two years. So I was really just doing a lot of Central South America. Prior to that, I'd done a lot of um, like Bolivia and Argentina and places. So um, I was just excited to be somewhere like that felt really new again. And Bulgaria is a totally new language that I have never spoken still trying to learn like the words are really hard for me to say a lot of people you know that you would encounter for waiters or or people you know people in restaurants or grocery store will be able to speak enough English words to kind of communicate especially if they're part of the younger generation but a lot of people like when I've been out hiking and trying to find um, like where is this lake which direction do I go because there are not signs um, everyone we countered, uh, encountered, a ton of people were local. And so, you know, we'd say, go up in like English. And they're like, nope, you know, no, what are you saying? So it was, it's, you know, hard to navigate, hard to get around. Not to the point that it's like impossible by any means, but just enough to kind of push me outside of my comfort zone. Not even the comfort zone. Um, just challenge me mentally day to day to try to figure out like, how do I do this? Where do I go? How do I buy this? I, you know, when you look at menus, a lot of them do have English, um, like subtitles, but a lot of, you know, when you're looking at the grocery store and you're trying to look at ingredients, like it's letters that you can't, you know, that I can't even read. So to me, that's what travel's about. Um, again, this is a personal thing, but I love to kind of push myself and be in new places where I'm challenged to speak the language and communicate and navigate and get around. And so that's actually been one of the pros for me. So don't let that turn you off if that's not something that you're interested in. Like you can definitely do it, but I was just excited that I'm like, I'm in a foreign place again and it feels different and the food is different and the letters are different and the words are different. So it's just a little bit fun for me. Um, all right, number nine. So last on the list of why I loved my time in Bingsko, Bulgaria is that it's just really calm and peaceful. So like I said, I lived in a lot of cities for a lot of years um, in the States. Right before coming to Bulgaria, coming back to Europe again, I actually spent three weeks back in New York City visiting, have some family who lived there. And then I stayed with one of my college roommates for two more weeks after one of my roommates from college uh, who still lives there. And I just wanted to visit friends and people who are still there. And by the time I left after those, I was there for almost three weeks. 
I was like, I got to get out of here. I feel like my heart is like racing faster than it should. I'm a little bit more stressed than I normally am. I'm usually a very calm person. And I was just like uh, sensory overload right by the time I left there. So coming here was like a fresh breath of air, quite literally. The air is, is so fresh here. I got literally, I got out of the cab and I was like, it smells like pine trees. This is amazing. But more than that, I think you just get this in general when you're in a town that's really surrounded by nature is that it just feels calm and peaceful. Like nobody is in a rush here. Uh, You know, you can walk around. It's slow. There's water. There's hiking. There's mountains. And I don't know how to explain it, but every, you know, every city or town or country or place to me really has like a different energy. And all I can say is this one is really calm and peaceful and I loved it. So all of that said, tomorrow I am hopping in a car with three friends in the morning to drive to Romania, where I am actually meeting up with Jeff, so another other co-founder of Beach Commute, who you've heard on plenty of our other podcasts. Super excited to meet up with him. It's been like two years because of COVID since we have been in the same place, so I'm so pumped for that. And then several of our other friends are already there with him and a couple more are flying in to meet us. So I'm excited, really excited to meet the friends. Um, We're going to be living in Bucharest, which is a city. So if everything I just said, it's going to be the opposite of that. So I'm a little bit sad to leave this calm, peaceful, nature-filled place to go to a city. But this is what travel is all about for me is just trying out different things. Never know what I'll like or why I'll like it. I'm sure I will find parts of Romania and the city in Bucharest that I love. And for me, a lot of times, one, I love to get to new countries. I've never been to Romania. But also, I just love um, my nomad friends. And to me, a lot of times it's become less about, it's not always about just where I want to travel, but where are the friends that I want to see and what adventures can we have? So I'm excited to see what adventures come uh, in Romania, but I will be certainly sad to leave here in the morning. So will I be back to Bingsco? I don't know. There's so many places. I have FOMO of the world. I'm like, there are so many places in the world I want to see and visit. I don't even know where I'm going next after Romania. A bunch of countries around here I'd love to see. Maybe one day I'll find myself back here. Maybe not. But regardless, it has been an amazing time. I am so grateful for this little town, for the country of Bulgaria. I know um, I'm here with uh, some guys from Israel. And for them, it's so close to Israel. It's like a place where people commonly vacation. And for me, I have friends. I was just actually in Miami for a friend's bachelorette party right before I came here with some of my best friends from college. And they knew I was coming to Bulgaria. And every time they were like, where are you going? But like Belarus, what? like they, it's like, it's, it's so uncommon for Americans to come to Bulgaria. So I just, I love to explore it. And I hope um, this has helped you sort of see or hear or feel what it is like here. As always, I, I post a bunch on my own on Instagram of my travel. So you've just seen tons of water and streams and rivers and lakes and nature that I've been loving. And if you ever find yourself in this part of the world, either in the summer or to ski in the winter, it's an amazing little town. Highly recommend it. Reach out if you ever have any questions. So other than that, if you are thinking about living the digital nomad life, if you would love to be able, you know, I think back to my corporate days, my two to three weeks of vacation, I wanted to see so much of the world. I never would have ever, ever found myself 
in this mountain town, never mind for three weeks, for, you know, for three days in Bulgaria, because there's just so many other places I wanted to see first, I would say. And living as a nomad has really allowed me to just go to so many new countries and places in the world that I never, ever, ever would have had the time to visit with my traditional corporate days, you know, my vacation days and, um, nor go to these, you know, even if I did have a week off, it's it's not the places I would have chose to come and probably never would have come to Bulgaria or go to Romania. So if this sounds appealing to you, if you're listening to this and you don't yet have a remote job that allows you to live this way. So again, Monday through Friday, I really am working most of the time. I work for myself these days, so it's a little bit more flexible when I choose, but um, we love to help there's so many people who I travel with who work for companies and that's the fastest, quickest, easiest way to start traveling as a nomad is to get hired by a company who will let you work remotely and not just from your home in your home city or town, but wherever you are in the world, as long as you are connected to Wi-Fi and get your work done. There's been great Wi-Fi here, by the way. So it's been really great for that. But if this is something that sounds appealing to you in your life, um, there's there's two different resources I want to mention that could be super helpful. The first is a guide that we have that is the seven most common jobs where people are working for other companies that the nomads in our community do. So you can find that at beachcommute.com slash the number seven jobs. And that'll give you the top seven jobs. You can just start to see like, what are these nomads doing when they're, you know, working all over the world? So check that out. And then the other one is a more detailed course. It's beachcommute.com slash GRE. That stands for our Go Remote Employment course. And that is really like in the weeds detailed of helping you figure out which remote job, which career is right for you. Even if you're working remotely or not, a lot of people have this question and it's one of the things I love to help people with. So it helps you, literally walks you step by step to figure out what career would you really genuinely truly love that can also be done remotely. And then where do you find those jobs? How do you apply without just never hearing back? How do you interview? How do you get the job? How do you negotiate and tell your employer you're gonna be in Bulgaria instead of you know wherever you live? So it's a great course. Uh, check it out, beachcommute.com slash GRE. And I hope you enjoy this episode. We'll be back soon. Have a fabulous day wherever you are, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. 